0: I want to start, as we jump in today, uh, I want to start with this thought. All right. Are y'all ready? You got your notes? You're going to need them right off the bat. Grab your notes. Are y'all with me? Are you too warm? Too cold? No? If I see you nodding, I'll turn the fridge on. Okay? Y'all got it? Y'all got it? All right. And some of you like, he ain't lying. He will. All right? All right. So, uh, (laughs) think about this. If simply believing made a difference, just imagine how much better our lives would be. (laughs) Did I tell you today may be a little challenging? All right? If simply believing made a difference, just imagine how much better our lives would be. You believe right now, most of us believe some things about health and nutrition. What if all we had to do was just believe the science about health and nutrition? Wouldn't that be awesome? If all we had to do was believe the science behind health and nutrition and automatically we got all the benefits of eating right and working out. Wouldn't that be great? Can I get an amen, right? Wouldn't that be great? If, if really, simply, all we had to do was believe, just imagine how much different and how much better our life would be. I, I mean, it's true. I, I, I mean, think about it like this. Um, if believing was the key, none of us would have any addictions. None of us would have any addictions because we believe addictions are bad. We believe that addictions ruin our lives. We believe that addictions mess up relationships, mess up our health. If simply believing it made the difference, how much better our lives would be? Hmm. I don't know about you, but I believe savings is a good idea. Anybody else? Wouldn't it be awesome if all we had to do is just believe it. I just believe it. I believe savings is coming. Right? I believe it. I, I do. We believe school is a good idea. Unless you're in school and you know that's a bad idea. Right? We believe, school, we believe preparing for the future is a good idea. Wouldn't it be awesome, students, if all you had to do was believe it was important? Right? All I, I just got to believe it's important. That's all. I, I mean, just think about that. If, if I believe it enough, and I've met these people, if I believe it enough, it's just going to happen. The truth is that most of us believe the right things. We do. Most of us believe the right things. Our, our problem is not a lack of information. Come on. Our problem is not a lack of information. We know that we should be honest. We know that we should forgive We know and we believe that loving people is a good thing and loving our neighbor is a good thing and being generous. We believe that's a good thing. The problem is not knowing or believing. But here's the problem. Knowing and believing doesn't change anything. Doesn't. Change anything. And this may be a shocker to you. Everybody go, oh, I didn't know that. Practice, practice. Oh, I didn't know that. Here, this may be a shocker. Jesus understood this about you. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus understood this about me. He knew that just believing isn't enough. And here's the thing. This may rub some of our religious church background a little bit today. It may. It may rub us a little bit. Because the truth is, Jesus spent very little time talking about believing as we understand believing. Very little. Matter of fact, we talked about it, and I'll mention it again in a minute, but, but he actually made up a word because believe wasn't a good word. Remember, we looked at that last week. Um, <laughs> see, he knew that believing, it must drive us to doing, or the believing is worthless. Right. Come on. Believing has no value unless you do something with it. It does not. It does not. Now, I, I, I found this phrase, and it's a little cheesy. I'll just warn you. It's cheesy. It's so cheesy, some of you probably need to post it later. All right? Are y'all ready? Here we go. Um, when we believe and don't do, our dreams won't come true. <laughs> It's cheesy, but there's truth to it. When we believe and don't do, our dreams, I don't care how much you believe it. Your dreams aren't coming true. You can believe it and believe it and believe it and believe it. It's just the truth. If If we believe all the right things but do nothing with it, nothing changes. Oh, come on. If we believe all the right things and do nothing with that belief, nothing ever changes. If if we believe, if we only believe in Jesus... But do nothing with it. He said exactly what Sam just said. Faith without works is dead. At the very best, it's feeble, weak, can't. It's just not. It's, it's dead. It's worthless. It's worthless. So welcome to part two of our series on faith, and I just encourage you, go back, listen to last week, we started building a foundation for this, Um, and last week, we really said Jesus was looking at and wanted all of his followers then and now to be men and women of great faith, everybody say great faith, great faith, faith, because great faith amazed him, but then so did a lack of faith, right, only two things that ever amazed him. But he said, I want, I want my followers to be people of great faith. That, that they lived out there every day where the rubber meets the road activities <laughs> with great faith. Amen. That God, that our trust in God, not belief in God, but trust in God Shows up in every area of our lives. All right? Jesus' invitation was not to believe, as we understand believe, in the English language. See, in the English language, the word believe is a mind thing. It's a knowledge thing. Jesus never one time said, in, believe in me just with your head. He never said that. You can't find that in the scripture. The word that he used was much bigger than that. Much, much bigger than that. Matter of fact, Jesus' invitation was not to believe. Jesus' invitation was to follow me. Come on. Right? Right? His invitation was to what? Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. That was his invitation. And follow me is relational. It's active. It's real world. It's everyday life. But the problem is over time, over time from Jesus to now, and here's where it may rub you a little bit. I hope it does. It rubs me. The church has dumbed it down to just believe. The church has dumbed it down to just believe. Just believe in Jesus. Just believe. I hear it in songs, I hear it in preachers. Just believe. All you have to do is believe and say this prayer. I don't find anywhere in the scripture that he said, repeat this prayer after me. Now, let me get get this. Don't, Don't get too ruffled. When I accepted Jesus, I prayed that prayer. But there was more to it than saying that prayer. Come on, anybody else? Come on. He never once said, pray this prayer and you're good for the rest of your life. Nowhere. But we dumbed it down to say, just believe. Just believe. Just believe. If you believe, I mean, I grew up in church world where it was all about just believe. Just believe in Jesus. Just believe the right things. Just believe it. And it but Jesus didn't say believe it. Jesus said what? Follow me. Follow me. See, one reason we dumbed it down is believe in me is a lot easier than follow me. Come on. It is. Believe in me is a whole lot easier than follow me. Believe in me is a whole lot safer than follow me. Follow me will get you killed. Look at the guys that followed him. Come on. So we dumbed it down and just said, "Well, just, just believe. Just believe. Just believe is less demanding than follow me. Just believe. See, here's the problem. Just believe, and you may want to write this down. I probably should have put this on the on the screen. But just believe is an invitation that leaves you right where you are. I mean." Think about that. Just believe is an invitation that leaves you exactly where you are. Remember last week. This is why Jesus made up the two Greek words and put them together. And the word that Jesus used that was translated into English as believe, where he said, believe in, in, you believe in my Father, believe also in me. That word believe (laughs) is not the Greek word believe. It's part of the Greek word believe. And then it's part of another word and put together, it literally paints the picture. Remember we talked about this, that with your mind... You believe, but with everything else, you grab and hang on with both hands. With everything, you trust. The word is better translated as trust. Trust. You trust God. Trust also in me. Not just believe with your head, but trust it has action to it, y'all. It has action to it. Belief without actions is worthless. Right. Worthless. It really, really is. Jesus came along, and He came along, we talked about this, to show us. How God really is, and to show us who God really is, what God is like. Y'all remember that last week? Like I said, go back, check it out. So, God is, you may want to write this down God is most honored by our living, breathing, death defying, in spite of faith. Hallelujah. That honors Him. When we take the step, not just with our head, our head's connected, right? But it's more than head knowledge. When I take a step and I put my faith in everyday living kind of stuff, in everyday breathing, Even in death-defying in spite of lion's den kind of things, right? God is honored. God is honored. He is honored when we trust Him. It's kind of like somebody, you're late somewhere, right? This is a little example, but you're late somewhere and the people that know you best go, this is not like him. He's never late. Now they're not talking about me, all right? No. He's he's never late, and they honor you because they know you. Now think about this: God is most honored. When we know him so well that we go, you know what? Even though this doesn't make sense, I trust him. I trust him. I'm, I'm stepping out. Because the God I know only has the best for me. Amen. Come on. You know, you can't step out in faith If you don't know what you're stepping on. Faith is not blind faith. Godly faith is not blind faith. I hate it when people talk about that. It's anything but blind faith. I got a whole book here. That's plenty enough for me to step out on. Because I know him. I trust him. Are y'all hearing me? And because I trust him. Huh? I may not know the outcome, but guess what? Here we go. Right? Right? I don't know what it's going to look like because I'm trusting you, remember? Not the outcome. Come on. My faith is not in the outcome. My faith is in you. Come on. Are y'all hearing me? This is huge. (laughs) If you'll grab on to it. It's a big, big deal. It really, really is. So, um, <laughs> what if, and this is kind of a catch 22 question, but what would I do today if I knew without a doubt that the God of the universe had my back? <laughs> What would I what conversations would I have? What would I start? What would I stop? <laughs> right? What changes would I make? And the reason I say it's kind of a catch-22, because here's the thing. Some people say, you know what? If I just knew without a doubt, I'd step out. Well, that wouldn't take faith. Right. Faith steps out when the consequence or the outcome's not important. Come on, faith steps out because I trust the one I'm stepping with. I don't trust what it's going to look like. Come on, are y'all are y'all hearing me? I love this because it can radically change the way you look at faith. You know what? What would that? What would that? Look like? Um, What would that look like at school or at work or when tragedy comes? You know, what would that look like? See, there's a few ingredients that if you look at the stories of faith, men and women of faith in the scripture, and you hear the stories of faith in this room, there's a few ingredients that I believe are in and part of all of those stories. Of, of how they got where they are and how they walked in faith, there are some ingredients that I think can help us. Cause anybody in here want to walk in more faith? Okay, anybody besides those five want to walk in faith? Come on, right? You want to walk in faith. I want to walk in faith. And it's not blind faith. It's faith in the God that I'm walking with. It's faith in Jesus. I trust him. I don't trust me. I have no faith in faith alone. I have faith in Jesus. And that's worth stepping out on. It really is. And I believe there are some, there are some things we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about one of those ingredients. That I think when you put these ingredients together, it really helps us Grow our faith, all right? Grow our faith or stretch our faith. And you see it in almost every story. It is in every story in the scripture of men and women of faith, all right? So this first one that we're going to talk about a little bit today, you'll be like, what? That's kind of lame. No, it's not, all right? The first ingredient, write this down. Are y'all ready? Are you fired up? All right? All right? Okay. So, the first ingredient that I believe will help stir or build our faith is this, practical teaching. (laughs) You're like, what? That's not very inspiring. (laughs) Sure is. Absolutely is. In every story of faith from the Scripture, There was somebody. Now, some of those, some of those in the Bible, it was God himself doing the practical teaching. Come on, right? But in every story, there's practical teaching either from God himself or from some man or woman of God that is sharing this. Why do you think God said after every major miracle, build a monument, set up some stones so that you could look back and tell the story and it would build their faith to step out today? Come on. It wasn't blind faith. They looked back at those rocks and said, yep, that's where over a million people walked across on dry ground. So I can face... This walled-up city today, come on, it wasn't blind faith. <laughs> it was faith in the God that walked them across on dry ground. And the monument that said, here's where it happened, come on, man, that wasn't even in my notes, y'all just, yeah, all right, it's just, there's, there's practical things practical stories and applications, even the, the godfather of faith, the father of faith, Abraham, because of his relationship with God, when God said, here's the practical thing, load up and start walking, it doesn't get any more practical than that. Amen. Right? Right? God gave him practical steps, literally. (laughs) Load up, start walking that way. And you just keep walking until I tell you to stop. And when I tell you to stop, then you can look around and know that's the land I'm giving you. Right? It was start walking. It was a practical teaching. A practical step in faith. And he's known today as the father of faith. Maybe there was a past story that inspired. Someone opened the scripture and explained it in a way that it made sense. It was so cool a few weeks ago when we were talking about Jehoshaphat. I had so many people come up to me after and say, you know what? That story inspires my faith. It grows my faith. When I see what God did then, I know he can do it now. Amen? Amen. Right? There was some practical teaching that helped build a foundation of faith. Right? And here's what happens. You take that practical teach. See, the problem is we want the faith up front. Have you ever thought about that? We want the faith up front. Oh God, I just I, I just wish I had faith to step out. <laughs> right? Come on, isn't that what we want? God, just give me the faith to pray with this person in my family. I know that's what needs to happen. I just, I, I just, I need, I need you. I need your, I need faith to know that you're gonna be there. I got, I need, and We so often want it up front. It doesn't work that way, though. Here's how it works. Are y'all ready? Are you sure? There's somebody, all right? When our active faith intersects with God's faithfulness, our faith grows. It's on the backside that our faith grows, not on the front side. He doesn't just... Give us all the faith. The scripture says he gives us a measure. (laughs) You know what a measure is? I think of like a little teaspoon. It's a measure. He gives us a measure, but for that measure to grow, we have to use the measure. (laughs) Right? We have to use the measure. And can I just tell you, the measure is never enough. From my eyes. Come on. Where I'm standing. What I have right now. Is never enough. But when I use my never enough. And just go God. I trust you. I don't know what it's going to look like. But I trust you. When I step out and trust him. And then my active faith. My st- Stepping out, my laying my hands on somebody and praying even if I don't know the outcome. Are y'all hearing me? Amen. <laughs> my active faith meets an incredibly faithful God, and then afterwards, I can charge hell with a water gun. Anybody ever experienced that? You know? God shows up, and you're like, okay, who's next? Come on. Come on. Right? What's next? Let's go. Because it's after, in the middle of, that his faithfulness intersects with our stepping out, and then faith grows. Then faith grows. Then it's like, okay. And then when faith grows, I'm a little more apt to step out the next time. Come on, right? I'm a little more apt to step out. Some of us have never stepped out with the measure. And so when the big things come, it seems impossible. Here's what I know. When you learn to step out in the everyday mundane things, and his faithfulness intersects with those everyday being a mama kind of thing, everyday providing for your family kind of thing, when you let him into those areas and you step out in faith and go, I don't know what the outcome is, but I trust you, Jesus. I'm going to give. I'm going to, you know, giving is an exercise of faith. It is. It is. That we give, not expecting an an end result. We give saying, I trust you with my money. And you know what happens? Your faith grows. Because at the end of the bills, you go, wait, how'd that work? how'd that work? I didn't have enough money for that. Are y'all anybody ever experienced that? Yeah, it doesn't make I mean, it is so cool. But it's after we step out that our faith grows. Amen. Right? That's right. Um <laughs> because my faith is in him. It's in the person of Jesus that's where my faith is when i take a step of trust and he holds me up the relationship between me and god grows so my faith grows he didn't let me down remember remember trust is the glue of a relationship for a relationship to really grow you got to trust you got to grow that trust, build that trust. It's the same; it really is. Um, maybe, man, there's so much. Maybe we hear a story of somebody that has stepped out in faith, and and, and it helps us grow our faith. See, the most famous message or sermon. That Jesus preached. He actually preached it a couple of different times, all right? It's recorded in part a couple of different places. But uh, it was actually known as the Sermon on the Mount, right? Y'all ever heard that? Sermon on the Mount. It was like the most famous teaching Jesus uh, did in one setting, all right? He taught a lot, but this was one setting he preached this amazing message. Now, now here's, here's the thing. In the Sermon on the Mount, it was also the most practical teaching Jesus ever did. Read it. It was very practical. It was very, this is how you live out faith. Come on. This is how you live out faith. This is what it looks like to live in faith. And remember, we spent a lot of time last year in this upside-down kingdom. Doesn't really make sense to a lot of people, but it does in the kingdom of God. This is how faith meets the road of life. This is what it looks like. And the entire sermon is about living out your faith. The entire sermon is, over and over and over and over. This is what the kingdom of God is like. This is how it works. This is how it works in the real world today. And, and he's saying at the end of that, he gives this story. And I don't have time. You go back and read the Sermon on the Mount. It's awesome. But at the end, he's concluding this message of this is how you live a faith-filled kingdom of God life. All right? This is how it works. And he talks about so many different aspects. And then at the end, he said, this is all wrapped up with a promise and a story. We're not going to dig into the story We've done that before, but I want you to read with me. Are y'all, are y'all good? All right, I am. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Okay, so what he's, what, he, what he's going is, okay, all of you who just sat through this message. Okay. All of you that have heard all my teachings about the kingdom of God and how it works in real life all of you that have heard all these things that i just preached all right all of you who hear these sayings of mine and believe them no that's not what he said all of you who hear these sayings of mine and remember them. No. All, all of you who hear these sayings of mine and took really good notes. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. All of you who hear these sayings of mine and amen real loud. <laughs> all, all of you who hear all this message that I gave All of you who heard it and you agreed with most of it. No. How about this? All of you who heard these sayings of mine and were convicted by it. See, I was thinking about this. And in the South, in the South, this may be in other places, But I know it's definitely here in in the South. Oftentimes, we think, if I go to church and the preacher beats me up really bad, and I feel bad about myself, and I am convicted, then I have had an encounter with God. Oftentimes, we walk away going, Wow, that was a great message. I feel horrible. (laughs) Wow, God was working in that place. Man, I went to the front and I prayed. Man, God convicted me. And I was crying. I'm really not going to do anything else with it, but man. <laughs> I believe he was talking right to me. A lady in Nicaragua, Ruby. Man, that girl could read your mail. She was like... I'm Never been around anybody quite like her that the Holy Spirit used to just literally read your mail. Um, But she would call that crocodile tears. You cry. You get emotional. Oh, man, he was talking right to me. That was so good. And then you walk away with no change. Oh, the Holy Spirit convicted me so much. See you next week. Come on. Come on. Man, I believe what you were saying is true. Here's the problem we often confuse conviction with change. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit, but He ain't gonna make you change. Come on. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. Yes, it was God talking to you. But He ain't going to make you do a thing. Just because you cried and felt goosebumps doesn't mean it changed anything. Just because you said amen and you believed it, (laughs) unless you do something with it, it's worthless. It's worthless. Hmm, it is. It's as I do it in faith. As I take that conviction and go, man, I want to do it my way, but God, I trust you to do it your way. I trust you more than I trust me. So I'm going to choose to do it your way. And when I choose to do it his way, in the middle of my active faith, his faithfulness shows up, and I'm like, well, look at you, God. That's cool. That's cool. I'm still standing. We're still moving. Come on, right? It's so true. Matter of fact, look at this, the, re- the next piece of that. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, and everybody say, does them not believe them. You know what? I am convinced sometimes we just have to do it even if we don't believe it. Oh, come on. Because my flesh tells me something else to believe. Sometimes I got to do it in spite of my belief. Oh, come on. Then I go, no, God, I, I know what my flesh wants to believe, but I trust you. I trust you. And he says, when you trust him out of relationship, when you trust him uh, and you do it, you do what I said. Not just go, whoa, that was good. Wow, that was awesome. Man, I cried a lot. And God's like, I don't care. I don't care that you cried. Just go live it. Just go do it. And when you go do it, (laughs) he says, I look at that guy and go, man, that woman right there, she is wise. She is wise. He is wise. Come on. I liken him to a wise man. Because here's the thing. Someone that's wise connects the dots from what I do today affects my tomorrow. A wise, a fool just does whatever today and says, who cares? A wise man understands this little step of faith today. It's going to affect my tomorrow. That's right. So they are wise. I do what Jesus says, not just hear it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out. Right? I'll step out in those little mundane everyday kind of things. I'm going to trust him with how I raise my kids. I'm going to trust him by having my family in church. I'm going to trust him by giving. I'm going to trust him by loving those that I don't even like. Come on. And when I take those small steps or even sometimes big giant steps and and it intersects, What happens is, when I make that my everyday life, when I am faced with the impossible tragedy, when I am faced with the doctors telling me my wife could die because of a brain thing, when I am faced with the thing where where they go, you need to sign this paper because there's a high probability she won't live through the surgery. And you're not going to sue us. When you've seen his faithfulness in the little things. Then you go back to the hotel. And you tell the enemy what he's not going to do. Come on. Come on. And it has nothing to do with Victor being a man of great faith. I was scared to death. But I chose to trust him. I chose to trust him. Not because everything around said, hey, it's going to be good. No. Jesus, I trust you with my wife. You gave her to me, and you know what's best. I trust you. Here's how I want that to come out. Yeah. But I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And he looked at me and said, man. That Victor, he just got wise. <laughs> he wasn't so smart, but he's wise. Come on, come on. He said he is, he is wise. One translation I like I actually like it better for, for our today, the where we live. He says, the one who hears these words uh, or these sayings of mine and does them, one translation says, and puts them into practice. I like that. Because putting them into practice means it's just everyday stuff. It's just what we do. Because we are men and women of God. This is the way we live. This is what we do. We just put them into practice. Amen? That's right. That's right. Um, and And then he goes on. One last piece. We're almost there. Therefore... Whoever hears these sayings of mine and what? Does. does them. Everybody say practices them. You know what that also means? <laughs> you may not get it right. Just keep going. You might have to practice this a little bit. All right? Practice them. But you put them into action, those that does them. He likens them to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. rock. This came a whole different understanding About a couple months ago, some friends of mine are building a house on a rock. Not on the rock, but on a rock. And talking with them, this scripture makes so much more sense. Because see, when you're building on a rock, you don't dig a foundation. You don't. They tried it. They had the biggest track hoe they could get with one of those big old huge jackhammers. And finally, they just had to give up and had the engineers come back and go, so what would it look like if we didn't mess with that rock? And the engineers said, okay, here's what you got to do. You got to drill big holes down into that rock. And you got to put these big old foundation rods down in those holes. And then you just pour something on a wall around that rock. Tying those rods together. And then build your house on top of the rock. (laughs) Can I just tell you, doing it that way is a lot harder. It's a whole lot easier to just go out here and dig up some dirt and pour some concrete and there's your footer. Come on. It's a lot harder to drill into that rock and drive rods into it. It takes a lot more time to build on top of a rock. Did y'all know that? It takes a lot more time to build on top. It's a lot more expensive to build on top of a rock. But once you get it built, it ain't going nowhere. Come on. It ain't going nowhere. And Jesus is saying, if you'll take the time to drill down into who I am. Come on. Drill down into who I am. Put your foundation rods down into who I am. And then build on top of that. Guess what? Ain't no storm going to rattle you. Uh, And you know how you build on top of that kind of, you know how you drill down on that kind of rock? (laughs) You know what puts holes down in there that you discover how solid he really is? It's those daily taking the steps. Living it daily so then when the tragedy, the catastrophic, the world falls apart, you watch the news, everything is terrible. What are we going to do? I don't know about you, I'm just going to stand on the rock. I'm just going to stand on the rock. I don't know anything else to do. Just stand on the rock. Because we're not the first people that had problems that the rock that he is wasn't big enough for. He was big enough. Come on, right? He's big enough. He is strong enough. So, so true. So true. If I trust and do the little things, when the big things come, my faith is secure. So write this down. When I put enough faith in Jesus that I step out and I do what he taught, my foundation gets really strong. Amen. Come on. Anybody? Amen. When, when I put enough faith, whatever faith that takes to just go, I don't know about the outcome, but here we go. I trust you, Jesus. Jesus. I know what I want to happen, but it doesn't matter. I I know you, and I know you're looking out for my best. So you, I trust you. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you enough. Listen, I trust you, Jesus, enough to do it the hard way, to take the time to drill down to build a house on a rock. And the rock is your word it's what you taught it's who you are it really really is Hmm. I uh, had several ask what what do you think about what's going on on all the college campuses and I'm just going to say I think it's awesome if you don't know look it up pretty cool All over, I I think there's thirty-something campuses around the the nation right now that is experiencing God at work. And I just want to. And when I say that, like, like one of them, uh, I I, I mean it's like twenty-four hours a day, and all of the others are kind of it's happening the same. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, just worship non-stop people are being healed people being set free uh and i love it even in some of those colleges that don't really teach the power of the holy spirit that's where the holy spirit decided to pour out first isn't that awesome love it love it don't be critical just shut your mouth and watch Come on. Your opinion doesn't matter. What you believe has no value unless you take it and step out in faith. Come on. Step out. If you question it, start it here. Step out in faith and say, God, if this is real, if it's happening there, Why don't it happen in my house? Come on. Come on. Just allow what you believe to propel you to do. And I believe those students have been seeking and hungry for God for a while. And they were hungry enough to just say, we're just going to stay here till you do something. And he was faithful. And on the back side, it looks like a lot of faith, right? But on the front side, they're like, we're just going to trust you and we're just going to hang out. We're going to worship you and we're going to let you be God. And we're not, we're not going to orchestrate this thing. We're not going to try to drum it up. We're just going to see what you want to do. And we just want to be a part of it. And I love it. I love it. I'm even excited to see some are criticizing. Well, they're shutting it down here and they're shutting. No, they're not. (laughs) You know what they're doing? They're like, you know what? This is not a sacred place. This is a God thing. We're not going to build a monument to men of what God did in this sacred place. The sacred place is in people's lives. So go, take it home, do something there. And I just believe that's what God wants us to take, that just maybe and step out. Step out. So here's the question. Have I lived a life of just believing? It's my faith in Jesus, just belief? I believe him. I believe he's the son of God. Sam said it right off the bat. Well, good for you. Satan believes and he trembles. Belief ain't getting you to heaven. It's not. It's trust. Trust. I trust you. <laughs> Maybe I've just been thinking belief and faith were the same. They're not. My belief is not the same as taking a step of faith. I can believe it and change nothing. But faith forces me into action. So maybe your prayer, as we take just a moment, is, God, I recognize that just believing is not enough. That real faith has practical steps connected to it. Take a moment. I'm going to give you a minute, just think about it, repent. Maybe you need to put your trust in Him, not not just a belief. SAY, I SURRENDER, JESUS. we act on what you show us. I wonder if right where you are, you would just pray to say, Jesus, show me what practical steps I need to take in faith. And then as a challenge, I want you to look look up at me, look at the screen. And I want you to pick two of those things, at least two, that maybe wasn't part of your steps last week, but grab two of those that you're going to say, you know what, this week I'm going to take a step of faith in that area. And I'm just going to see what it is, how it works. I'm going to see if your faithfulness meets me there. And I go, yeah, that was worth it. Yeah, that was good. Because we're not going to be just hearers of the word, but what? Doers. Amen? Amen? Can you thank him for his word this morning?